We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Crow. I'm Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show, uh, coming to you live. Going to talk about South Carolina's weekend series against the Tennessee Volunteers. Gamecocks are going to get their first SEC win of the season as they take on Tennessee and Knoxville, first road SEC series as well. So obviously a huge weekend for South Carolina baseball. Before we get into all that, this is a broadcast presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. If you're going to any March Madness games, not even just basketball, but if you're going to March Madness, if you're going to NBA, NHL, AAF, anything you can think of, concerts, comedy club events, they've got it. They've got tickets to literally everything. Our friends over at SeatGeek, if you go there right now, download that, download the app, the SeatGeek app, use our promo code SPURSUP, you're actually going to get $10 off of your first purchase. So, again, if you're going to any events, obviously March Madness is going on right now. I believe the games start tomorrow night in Columbia. If you want to go watch Zion ball out, get your tickets through SeatGeek, save some money in the process. This broadcast is also presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Speaking of March Madness, anyone and everyone, they are everybody's gambling on March Madness right now. If you're going to do so, do it with the best online gambling site by far. That's MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Go there, use the promo code SPURSUP. You're actually going to get a 50% deposit bonus. So, for example, if you want to go there and gamble, let's say you want to put in $500, they're actually going to match your initial deposit up to 50%. So, they're going to give you $250 additional dollars to play with. It's really that simple. Um, I don't know how MyBookie is still in business right now with a promo like that going, but very, very excited to be partnering with them during this time, obviously, with March Madness in full swing. I know a lot of people have made a lot of money and probably lost a lot of money as well today. So be sure to go to MyBookie.ag, use the promo code SPURSUP to get your 50% deposit bonus. All right, let's talk about this weekend. Let's talk about the baseball series. South Carolina travels to Knoxville again, looking for their first SEC win. Um, you see the title of the video and what I think is a very, very pivotal series, though early in the season, I think it's a very pivotal series for South Carolina baseball right now. Um, Tennessee, obviously, 18-4 and four overall, 0-3 in the SEC. They were also swept their opening weekend uh, against the Auburn Tigers, which is another reason I think this is a huge weekend, and there's a lot of pressure on both sides going in the weekend. Um, South Carolina, fun fact, has actually won their last nine games against Tennessee, swept Tennessee last year, um, but have won their last nine games. So a team that South Carolina has had a ton of success against. Um, I, I don't know. I really can't remember the last time South Carolina lost a series at Tennessee. It's a team they've been able to beat up pretty good. Um, let's talk about the Tennessee pitching, though. Tennessee's a good team this year. Um, ranked in some polls right now, actually, even. 
Um, not the one we're pulling from, from, but they are ranked in some polls. Tennessee pitching, they're led by their pitching staff, 2.24 team ERA. Um, they've been absolutely fantastic. Only have allowed one run in their first six games. Didn't allow a run their opening weekend, which is crazy. First four games, I don't think they allowed a run. Um, their starting rotation goes like this. Friday night, they have right-handed pitcher Garrett Stallings, 4-1 with a 1.27 ERA. Um, Saturday, Zach Lingfelter. Four and one with a 1.88 ERA, and then Sunday Will Neely two and one with a 5.79 ERA. So Tennessee, very very good on the bump. You look at the hitting side of things; they've been pretty good there as well, pretty solid, especially when you're getting pitching like that. Um, 277 team average. They only hit 202 against Auburn last weekend, though. So that's definitely something to watch. Obviously, is you know you get an SEC play and that level of competition is elevated. How Tennessee is responding as a team? Because I know there were a lot of people saying that. You know, well, Tennessee's done this against non-conference competition. That definitely showed at the plate last weekend. Auburn was really able to shut them down. Um, like I said, hit 202 against Auburn, only scored five runs in three games. So, really, the reason they lost that series and got swept wasn't because their pitching wasn't good. It was simply because they could not hit the baseball. Um, players to watch for the Tennessee Volunteers. Ricky Martinez leads their team in average. He's hitting 382 uh, with 12 RBIs on the season. Alaric Solari, I believe that's how you say his name, Hitting 368, seven homers, 18 RBI or 18, excuse me, seven home runs, 18 RBIs, um, or 43 RBIs, excuse me. He actually leads the team in home runs and RBIs. And then Jay Charleston, uh, a guy that he's not going to blow you away with his stats as far as his average is concerned, but a guy that's 17 for 18, stealing bases on the year. He leads the SEC in stolen bases. So I think the running game um, will be a big factor in this weekend as well. For South Carolina, moving into the Gamecocks, who's hot, who's not? We're going to start with who's hot. Got to go with T.J. Hopkins. Last two games, he's four for eight with three RBIs. Um, no surprise here, a guy that I still think should be a Golden Spikes award watch list guy, a guy that should be – is one of the best players in the country. No surprise to see T.J. doing what he's doing. Had a huge night in uh, – what would that be? In Greenville against Furman the other night. So, a huge night for T.J. T.J. obviously keeping up what he's been doing. Who's not? Got to go with Andrew Eister. Two for 16. Two for his last 16. Has 10 strikeouts over his last four games. Um, really struggled against the Georgia Bulldogs. I think his swing was really, really long and just didn't adjust to guys throwing middle to upper 90s. So we'll have to see if he can shorten up and kind of simplify his approach coming into this weekend because he's obviously a huge piece of that South Carolina lineup. Um, for me, what to watch for this weekend? You know, I already talked about it, but is this a must win? Is it too early to call this a must win? Because obviously South Carolina a year ago, you know, started out one and five in the SEC, right? They were able to bounce back, no big deal. But you don't want to put yourself in that hole just because you were able to dig yourself out last year. Um, both teams, to me, being 0-3, getting swept on opening weekend, nobody likes to get lose a series, much less get swept. Um, you know, I think both teams are going to be very, very desperate. There's going to be a lot of pressure on both sides, kind of felt, if you will. I think that, uh, you know, this is a big one in terms that this is a team you've had a lot of success over. South Carolina's had a lot of success. You know, last year when you started 1-5 in conference, you were facing Florida and Georgia, which were two of the top teams in the SEC. Tennessee, you feel like as a team, you should be able to be. Again, you've had a ton of success over in the past couple of years. You've won nine straight against them. Um, so I, I think it's not unrealistic to say this one, this is a pivotal one. I mean, this is a big one. I, maybe, maybe must win is a little too strong, but this is an absolutely pivotal SEC series for South Carolina um, to at least win two of three this weekend, in my opinion. You know, what to watch for, how does USC bounce back? I mean, just after a really tough weekend, Tennessee, again, a really, really good team. You see the statistics, especially – on the pitching staff side of things, on the bump. I mean, Tennessee's a team that's got talent. They've, they've gotten much, much better. Again, I know 
they used to be a team that, you know, never really – it seemed like they didn't even care about baseball, didn't have a really good baseball program. Um, they've been a team that's been able to recruit really well. Um, obviously got some really, really good guys on the bump. I posted a video, I believe it was yesterday. They had a guy hit 101 over the weekend against Auburn. Um, so a team that's got talent, got arms. Mark Kingston mentioned they've got power arms. So how will South Carolina bounce back, especially – Going on the road, that's another huge storyline for me. South Carolina's real first road trip. I mean, yes, they played in Greenville. Yes, they've gone to Charleston. But first road trip in the SEC, how does South Carolina, you know, handle that environment? Again, I don't think Tennessee's known for having some raucous SEC baseball home crowd. But still, when you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're going on a road trip, going on the road for the weekend, how does South Carolina's young team handle that and combat that? Um, can the South Carolina lineup cut down on strikeouts, simply put? I mean, 41 strikeouts last weekend. I think South Carolina's uh, – I didn't have it pulled up here. Let's see. How many strikeouts did South Carolina have against Furman? Um, as a team, 10 strikeouts, again, which is right with their average, about nine or ten strikeouts a game, which um, that's a rough number. I mean, no doubt, that's a rough number. That's a lot of strikeouts. And, again, you're not giving yourself a whole lot of opportunities to have success when you're striking out that many times at the plate. So, it's going to be another weekend where you're going to face good arms. Listen, I don't think you're going to say see three guys throwing 96, 97, 98 like you saw against Georgia, but you're going to see very capable arms this weekend. Will South Carolina hitters be able to shorten up, simplify their approach, put the, put the baseball in play, and cut down on those strikeout numbers? I think it's going to be pivotal. Um, one thing I'm definitely watching for is Sunday against South Carolina's weekend rotation. They're going with the same thing as last weekend. Wesley Sweat on Friday, Reed Morgan on Saturday, and then another TBA on Sunday. Um, Will South Carolina go back to the T.J. Shook-Brett Carey combo for Sunday? Um, will they save Brett Carey for Sunday? Again, I, I talked about last, about last weekend's series, how I was a little surprised that Brett Carey was not used earlier in the weekend, and I thought he should have been used earlier in the weekend. Will South Carolina pull the trigger if they're, you know, late in the game Friday or Saturday up by two or three runs? Will they go to Brett Carey to try to secure the win? Um, I'll be very interested to see that and really just which guy gets to start on Sunday because, I, again, I think it's – you don't want to go throughout the entire season with this TBA thing hanging over you. You don't want that Sunday roll to be an unknown for you all season long. So how will South Carolina approach that? Will they use both guys? It'll be very interesting to see. Um, what about the closer role was one thing I had written down. Listen, Sawyer Bridges has not been good this season. There's no way to sugarcoat it, no other way to put it. He was obviously pretty decent the other night against uh, – against Furman and Greenville, but how, if South Carolina's up a run or two going to the ninth inning, will they turn to Sawyer Bridges or will they go to someone else? I'll be, I'm just curious and interested to see that because he's a guy that's battled with his health, with his shoulder. Um, you know, I've got from pretty good sources confirmed that his shoulder has been giving him real fits, giving him real trouble. Um, and it's a very day-to-day -day issue for him. Some days it feels better than others. So I just think it'll be very interesting. Who does South Carolina go to if they feel like they can't hand the ball off to Sawyer Bridges? Because not having a dependable closer in the SEC is a recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Um, the key player this weekend for me is going to be Luke Berryhill. You know, I talked about Tennessee in the run game, Jay Charleston. I mentioned it, 17 to 18 stolen bases. He leads the SEC in stolen bases, again, in an SEC series. The little things are maximized. So being able to block the baseball, avoiding the wild pitches, the pass balls, limiting the run game. Obviously, it's going to come from the pitching staff as well, helping him out, but limiting the run game as much as possible. Um, and then Luke Berryhill, when he's swinging the bat well, man, I feel like he's a guy that really makes an impact in the South Carolina lineup, really is a jolt of energy um, for this South Carolina lineup. So I think Luke Berryhill is going to be the key player for me this weekend as, game, as the Gamecocks head to Knoxville. Um, overall prediction, I think South Carolina will bounce back. I think they'll take two of three which would be a good bounce-back weekend. I mean, obviously, everyone would love to see the sweep after you get swept on opening weekend. But 
I think Tennessee will be way too desperate to lose three on their home field. I think they'll steal one from South Carolina, but I think the Gamecocks will get the series win. I do think they'll win two of three, bounce back nicely again. Um, you know, the SEC record still won't look great after this, this upcoming weekend, even if you win two of three, but it's one at a time. You've got to take it one series at a time and just get the momentum back on the right side. I think South Carolina will do that. I'm very excited to see guys like Wesley Sweat and Reed Morgan pitch. I'd like, you know, I, I think Wesley Sweat is going to get better each and every start. Once Carmen Majinski comes back healthy, which we now know is going to be about four to five weeks, um, how is that going to play out? Will Wesley Sweat be giving that role back, or will be he, he be so firmly in the Friday night role that he stays there? That's going to be a wait-and-see type of thing, but I'm very excited to kind of just see what Wesley Sweat does. Um, obviously, Reed Morgan being Reed Morgan, and then on Sunday, what happens with the pitching staff? And then obviously, like I mentioned before, the lineup. Can they cut down on strikeouts and really – not bail out this pitching staff, but maybe make it an easy weekend for this pitching staff. And, you know, obviously the, the, the task is not small. I mean, you, you think that you go up against Georgia, you're not going to see a staff that good again. But Tennessee is just as good as Georgia's staff number-wise. And, again, they didn't lose that series last weekend because they couldn't pitch. I mean, they honestly just couldn't hit. So, um, you know, should be a very interesting series, again, against two teams trying to avoid losing their first two SEC series in a row. But I think South Carolina will go to Knoxville and win two of three. So, again, those three games uh, tomorrow night at 6.30, Saturday at 6, and then Sunday at 2. So, appreciate you guys tuning in. It's going to do all for me. Again, if you haven't done so, uh, go check out our YouTube page, The Spurs Up Show. We dropped a new vlog, I believe it was yes, yeah, yesterday. Um, I took on or went to the, uh, the uh, Palmetto Intercollegiate, which is a really good time. South Carolina won it by 35 strokes. If you're into golf, definitely check it out. It was able to get some great footage of Palmetto. Also, the Spurs Up show, obviously, we dropped our latest episode yesterday. Fantastic interview with Carlos Powell. If you haven't listened to it yet, please be sure to do so. Not only do we talk about South Carolina and his playing days, but he also shed some light on the state of South Carolina basketball right now. The state of South Carolina basketball in general, kids leaving the state, how he thinks South Carolina can keep them home. Some really cool tidbits, some really cool conversations with Carlos Powell. Um, and other than that, that's going to do it. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Enjoy March Madness. Appreciate it.